since I kept going. With Bogan? Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I did as well. Which, honestly, like, it's weird. I feel tossed around by this one. Yeah. Fucking tossed around, because, you know, I fucking love Bogan. Like, some of my favorite poems ever written by Bogan. And then there are all those poems that you kind of forget about (sighs) (laughs) between reads. And I was like, oh, yeah, not all of these interest me. But as I kept reading, I was like, I became more interested in the poems that didn't originally. Well, uh, I guess we'll get to this. Yeah, I guess we'll get to this later. But I felt similarly in terms of around the fourth section, I texted you about this where like you can you can feel she's searching for something. Like she's searching for something. I, I went. I went to this. It's maybe it's a dumb comparison. I was thinking, like, okay, Picasso's Blue Period. Like all these artists. Like you reach a point where you're kind of bored with what you were doing, even though she does every. You know, she's fantastic. Everything she did is very well constructed, very tight. She's great, but uh, you do reach a point where, like, okay, now what? Right? Like it's kind of like you're just searching. Like, okay. And you can kind of see her branching out, you know, like she kind of abandoned abandons meter in her career, not completely, but it's way less frequent than it was in the first couple volumes and all of that. And I was just like, oh yeah, she's searching. And I mean, I love reaching that point when, especially when you're reading like a collected, I guess we should uh, go into do our introductions before we get into a discussion here. I'm already branching off onto something that would be fun to talk about should tell people what disorganized podcast this is uh this is heavy board and i am sophie wiener and i'm andrew witstat uh and this week's episode we're going over uh louise bugan's the blue estuaries her poems 1923 to 1968 and are these selected Soph? did we find that out are these selected or yeah i mean i think essentially they it, this is like selected and maybe as close as you'll get to um a collected but yeah you i mean really it's you know essentially what five six six sections i think the last one is like uncollected like stuff you know they found in her yeah so these are like the new poems (laughs) or like well i think there there's also you know like um if you go back, and it's weird. It's so rare. I feel like that it's not readily available information. Like I feel like I had to dig more than usual to fig- find out um, the titles of her previous collections before this one. Um, I think it's her first that you're, you can just like download for free as a PDF. Right. You know. Well. And many of those poems are in here. I was surprised when I was like sort of flipping through that to see a few that had been omitted that I thought like, oh, these are interesting, but you know, whatever. But yeah, I I would describe this as a selected. Yeah. And I guess that last section is like, it's not posthumous, right? It was just like, no, I mean, this came out when she was alive and, um, she, um, I mean, we should probably also mention that, you know, for, uh, selected, this is really short, right? 
It's it ends on page one thirty six. We both have the same copy, I'm assuming. I did have to buy a new one. But yeah. Yeah, for our Strauss Duro. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only one you're gonna find. It's like what, twelve bucks on Amazon? Yeah, I don't even think it yeah, I don't even know if it was that much. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um but yeah, really short. So, you know, I mean, you could look at a selected from a lot of other poets who had, you know, equally long careers. It's not like she had some crazy short career as a writer. But I think she was also so much a critic that maybe, you know, she had more of a balance between actually writing poetry and writing prose. Yeah, I've thought about that more recently. I really just in the last couple of days, the last week, where I'm just like, yeah, if you're if you're writing a lot of poetry, well, like that takes a lot of time out of your life. So it's like, you know, if you're doing something like you're a working critic at her level, that takes a lot of time. So even then, you would, I mean, you know, unless you have, I don't know. It's just if you're do- if you're working a whole lot on something, you're not doing something else, right? Like you're not. Yeah, well, and she had a particularly long career um, as the poetry critic at the New Yorker. Yeah, pretty prestigious position. And she was writing, you know, the modern period primarily into the contemporary period. Would you, I don't know that I would, I know that she has been described as a modernist. I'm not convinced that I would describe her that way. I'm I'm not really convinced one way or another. I don't especially care to situate her within a particular movement. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's more limiting, especially when you get ones that don't quite fit any of the movements, uh, you know. Like, what's the, this is always, like, William Carlos Williams, right? Like, people want to call him a modernist because he was writing at the same time, but he's not really, like, cons- like I mean, I guess he is, technically, if we're just I mean, going by. he was by. an imagist. Yeah. Which was, like, considered an offshoot of modernism, I guess, but it never made all that much sense to me, except in terms of its preoccupations. Yeah, and I... And, Maybe that's the thing, too, is as we try to frame things in, like, movements and periods, like, it's just a vague reference thing that helps us talk about, like, larger trends in the art, I guess. So, like, you know, take all that with a grain of salt. Like, if they're going to be, oh, well, this person's definitely in this period. It's like, well, you know, it's not like a set rule. Yeah. Well, I that's, I liked her quote. I don't. I couldn't find the source for this quote. I was looking desperately for it. I didn't Ooh. look for it for very long. Um, but her quote on retiring as the New Yorker critic. Um, what what was it? No more trying not to be a square or to appear a square. <laughs> yeah, no more struggling not to be a square was the end of the... The whole thing is no more pronouncements on lousy verse, no more hidden competition, no more struggling not to be a square. <laughs> and it was the last one that I thought was sort of funny, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, 
you know, was she, would she have thought herself as being sort of like an uncool poet? Well, that's a strange, that's an interesting question because there is that level, we've talked about this a little bit with in terms of fiction, some of the fiction books we've talked about, like the literary versus pop kind of styles, whatever. Heavy. Bored. Heavy. I am heavy, heavy, heavy. Bored. If you're hearing this, you're listening to the free version of Heavy Board. If you'd like to hear the full episode, become one of our subscribers at patreon.com slash heavyboard. For less than one cup of coffee per month, you will receive full access to uncensored episodes, jerk shop, special dispatches, bonus interviews, and more. Come join the conversation today at patreon.com slash heavyboard. Sweats and the day sweats, pal. Pal, I do.